Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast, the place to be to gain a rock-solid mindset, create powerful habits, and leap into the life of your dreams. I'm your host, life and mindset coach, entrepreneur, and goal-smashing extraordinaire, Nicole Baker. I am here to bring you actionable and applicable tools that you can use in your own life to launch yourself forward, to gain that clarity, and to ignite your motivational fire in order to achieve anything your heart desires. If you have a dream that feels crazy ambitious, if you are an aspiring achiever, or if you know that you are ready to leap into a life that you absolutely love, then you are in the right place. I'm so happy to have you here, and let's dive in. What is up, beautiful achievers? Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today is very special, and let me tell you why. One of the best parts about my job as a podcast host is I get messages from you all saying, oh my gosh, this really resonated, this did too, and I'm also really struggling with this. And so commonly, I've been seeing, I want to do all of these things. I want to do this. I'm passionate about X, Y, Z. And I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do first. I don't know how to do all these things. And so I stay stuck. And this has been weighing really heavily on my heart because I've been, I, I say I've been asked this question, I mean like literally at least once a week. So if you're feeling this, please know you're not alone. And especially in 2020 when we have so many options. Some people don't look at it that way, but I choose to. We do have so many options. We get really um, thrown in the face of how many things we're passionate about because the world has slowed down and we finally have the opportunity to think about that. And so I was thinking... Who do I know that has done everything? Like, who has done so many different things that they're passionate about? Because as much as I wish that I could answer this question to the absolute fullest, and to be honest, I've done pretty damn good for those of you who have gotten in, uh, DMs back, but it's never been something I've dealt with personally. I'm always a very one-track, laser-beam-focused person and then moving on to the next thing. And so I wanted to make sure I brought on someone for the podcast who has been so multi-passionate, who has done everything they want to do. And that's when Michael had reached out to me. (laughs) Now, Michael is a very special person in my life because he has been in my life since I was literally took my first breath, since I literally took my first breath into this planet. He has been the closest thing to a brother in my life as anything. And it was a treat. It was such a treat getting to talk to him on the podcast today and getting to learn more and more about him because, my good God, I thought I knew and then I and then I really knew. Now, before we dive into the meat of the conversation, I want to give you guys just a small, a smidgen background of some of the things that this guy has done. Michael has been an EMT. He's been a firefighter. He has been a part of Search and Rescue in Colorado. He's taught, college, he's taught at colleges in Colorado. He's started multiple software companies. He's taught high-level competitive gymnastics, and he's a business coach. Oh, and if that weren't enough, he's also in his second year of med school at University of California, Irvine. Now, when I first, you know, really compiled all this together, I was like, God, does he sleep? two hours a night? 
is he 50 years old? And the answer to both of those is no. He's just a regular guy who is constantly seeking growth and constantly looking to better himself. And that happens to look like diving into multiple passionate projects that he loves to do. And he's going to teach you guys how you can do that with an ease, ease, ease mindset. So without further ado, let's dive into the meat of today's episode with Michael Head. Michael Head, welcome to the podcast. Who are you starting? We're going to start off here. Who are you and what do you do? Well, I mean, with our relationship, I'm kind of like a big brother. <laughs> Definitely. Um, <laughs> but right now, I'm really just a med student. And I'm sorry. Which where is kind of nice. It's a big change. I was going to say, where are you in med- medical school? I'm a second year at the University of California in Irvine. Just no, no big deal. University of California, Irvine. It's fine. Well, I want, I, I broke, I'm going to break this down in the intro, but I want you to break it down because you're going to do much better than I do. For everyone's mental brains, what have you done? Like you have done so many different things. I'd love if you just listed out some highlights. Yeah. So I guess my first like real job was coaching gymnastics. I was like 14, which is as early as I could start working (laughs) legally. Um, So I did that. Uh, I kind of did that on and off for 12 years, like into my 20s. I kind of coached everything from like preschoolers to like high level competitive women's gymnastics, which was pretty fun. Um, yeah, I got to coach at the Olympic Training Center, or I guess the girls' equivalent, the ranch, which is like kind of under fire these days uh, for, oh for some bad things that have happened there. But uh, it was a cool experience for me while I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. That was my first job. Uh, I was on a volunteer search and rescue team in high school. Uh, and into college. Mm-hmm. Um, my team specialized on aircraft search and rescue. So we were looking for aircraft that crashed in the mountains, which happens kind of frequently in Colorado. There's like a lot of mountains and weird wind and snow. Good God. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's the best thing to do for like a teenager to recover dead bodies out of airplanes, but it happened a lot. YouTube, um, you can so yeah, see like, how giant my eyes are right now. <laughs> he said that. I was like, I right. literally Michael said right before we hopped on this podcast, he's like, You're about to learn a lot about me. And we're five, not even five minutes in, and you're not wrong. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had like I did my first like body recovery when I was like 15, which is like not good, I don't think, for like a teenage brain to be Jesus. dealing with, especially with like high school and you know, whatever else goes on at that. Oh, you know, those problems but, like <laughs> Yeah, I basically ignored high school. It's like, I'm doing more important things in my life, like trying to save people or like mostly just recover dead bodies because most people don't make it out of plane crashes. But um, that was a cool experience. I learned a lot. Kind of like led me on the path to medicine a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of after that. I joined a fire department at the end of high school. I was like 18. It was as early as they would hire me. Um, And I did that until med school. So for 11 years. Um, which was pretty great. Uh, got a lot of experience, uh, did a lot of medicine through them. I ended up being the medical captain uh, for the last year and a half to two years that I was there before going to med school, mm-hmm. which was a cool experience. I kind of got to like figure out the training and the equipment and everything that goes into teaching medics and firefighters how to deal with people, which was fun. Yeah. Um, started some companies, three, twenty-four. And I, I just want audience to hear that. There was an S on the end of that. That is companies, not company, companies. What, what were the companies uh, that you started? 
So, well, first off, I'll say my dad is like a super serial entrepreneur, like in an insane 100%. way. <laughs> yeah. And so I definitely picked up that gene where I'm just like, Ooh, this thing's interesting. Like, let's go do something with that. Um, which is a, a blessing and a curse. I'm just like a little too ADD overall <laughs> with that. Um, but it's been fun. Uh, so the first company that I started was a software company. It is still running. Um, we made a software product for lawyers to basically make their firms more efficient. Um, and it's doing well. So it's just doing its thing. I'm in med school. My business partner is like running it. And that's a, that, that was a fun project. I learned like a lot of cool skills. And uh, from there, I kind of jumped into consulting. I did business consulting. I guess I still do business consulting. Um, but I started business consulting, mostly like business and marketing. Uh, mm -hmm. But I kind of do everything at this point. Uh, started another company. What did I do first? Actually, that's not true. I helped my buddy launch some products. He's an inventor. He's like an incredible inventor. Um, you guys have probably seen his products in, in Target and things cool like that. Um, but I helped him launch some products uh, that he was working on. Did that for almost a year. And then started another software company with two of my close friends. Um, ran that for three years as the CEO uh, before uh, and during this I guess I was like also firefighting um, I guess I skipped over some parts there like I was also working as a critical care tech at a, an emergency room like part-time um, and then I jumped back into that kind of did that for a while and I stopped after college and then I did that again uh, when I was thinking about going to med school I was like do I actually want to do medicine like this business thing's pretty cool um, so I jumped back into the hospital world. I was doing that like part-time. And I was also, uh, I was a, an event medic for mm -hmm. like the Ironman or like big triathlon races. And I ended up helping uh, the CEO run that company a little bit for about a year um, before taking off to med school as well. So I've done a lot of things. I probably missed some stuff in there, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah, overall I've done some companies and like I did firefighting and I've done like emergency medicine for a while and coach gymnastics. I coached parkour for a while, like on the side. Oh, I remember that. Oh my goodness. I want to, yeah. I want to pause and tell audience members, cause you're probably smelling what I'm stepping in here. Like you are the reason I wanted the, the reason I wanted to have you on this episode of the podcast is because I get messages consistently. And I was telling Michael this before we hopped on air, I get messaged consistently about like, I want to do this, 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 and this, but how, I don't know how, like, what do I do? And I was like, who is someone who has done a million and a half different things? Oh, that's right, Michael Head. And you guys, if you just heard him list everything out, he's not 50 years old. He doesn't sleep an hour a night. Like this is like a thing that you can do. And so I wanted to have him on the show to teach us not only what the mindset behind that is, but maybe how to get started on that. So I, I wanted to ask you this question and that is, been your biggest learning lessons what have been your biggest successes what have been some moments where you're like i should have done that differently so on and so forth. i mean i think there's a million of those depending on what <laughs> industry we're talking about i will say that like i've never prioritized making money so like i never did anything that i did because i was like oh like money like i'm just mm -hmm. not that kind of person i'm way more interested in doing things that are interesting and like fun for me um How, which is wait, mostly you... how i got involved with things so will you talk that out? Like what, 
I know you say like, what are interesting, what's, what's fun for me. So like, are you more focused on like, oh, this very Maria Kondo style, like this brings me joy. I'm going to do more of that. I yeah, literally, I mean, I'm highlighting this for listeners to hear this because everyone's so panicked about money all the time. You can do what you love and do more of it and get uh, income from it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely depends on like what your situation is. Like I don't have any kids. So like that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know people who like, you know, wanted to jump away from their jobs, but like I have three kids and I don't know how to deal that. And like, that's a hard thing to deal with. Uh, like monetarily you do have to like provide for your family so I'm in a different mm-hmm. place than than those people um, but I have helped those people start companies because I you know they didn't like their jobs mm-hmm. and I'm somebody who fundamentally believes that we don't have a lot of time on this world and you should just like enjoy what you're doing yeah. and if you hate what you're doing just do something else like plenty of people will pay you money yep um, yeah you just gotta make that jump oh that's so good please I know I can name, I won't, but I can have, I have at least five at the top of my head who this month alone have said like, I hate my job. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I'm like, well, why don't you leave? Well, medical insurance. Well, this, well, this, well, this. And it's like, you can always come up with excuses, but I love that you say like, we don't have much time on this planet. That's so good. Oh my goodness. What have been some of your major successes through done doing all the things? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think success is like pretty hard to define and everybody's kind of got their own definition. Cause like, you know, on one hand, like I think I contributed a lot to a lot of like teenage girls, like upbringing, which was mm-hmm. helpful, you know, and they're like successful in college now. And like, I played some part in that, like that's successful. I also have like a software company that's continuing to run. Like we're making money. It's profitable. Like that's definitely successful in some mm-hmm. circumstances. Like I've also shut down companies. That's like maybe a failure, but like I learned so much from that experience that like, I don't really think of it as failure. It's like, that just contributed to like my knowledge base that mm-hmm. I can utilize now. Oh, so I think that's like a hard question, but you know, I think contributing to people and like their well-being is like something that I am obviously like pretty interested in going to medical school, but mm-hmm. also just like I love helping people start companies and like move that direction because like they're doing something with their life that they've been trying to do forever. Um, like, I don't know. I think people just get stuck in their heads a lot. So yeah. have you had like a, success per- is like pretty wishy-washy maybe. As have, a, you had as a like, have you had like a particular mindset with going into each new project? Maybe the ones that have been, where we'll say quote unquote successful or quote unquote more enjoyable, more long-term, so on and so forth. But have you had a certain mindset going into those projects that you didn't with others? No, I mean, I think I'm typically somebody who like jumps into things with two feet. Mm. So like, if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to like do it. I'm not going to like, eh, like, I'm just going to give a couple hours here and there and like see where it goes. Like, I'm just like, all right, let's like figure out what the like minimum we need to do to like make this successful with whatever metric that is for you. Like that's the important piece, right? Is that one user? Like maybe that's like pretty successful for a lot of starting people. So like, how do you do that? Um, I'm very like stepwise oriented and like, what is the minimum that we need to do to like get to X? Yeah. I think people like start companies like, Oh, I have this like really complicated, cool idea, but we need like $8 million and like 57 employees before we can like get like one customer. Like you need to like think a lot smaller. (laughs) So for those people who need to think a lot smaller, what's a easy, like, tactic for them like let's say i have this massive big idea i want to make a fuck ton of money from it where do i go yeah i mean take that massive idea and 
take it to like the smallest denominator of like something that's useful, right? Cause it's probably not this like massive complicated thing that's useful. It's probably like a piece of that that's really useful. And like, how do you do that one thing and do that well enough that somebody will pay you money for it? Oh, so good. Oh my goodness. You know, and then you can expand, you know, like Apple's this gigantic company, but like really it's just cause somebody wanted to make a computer which is like pretty complicated let's be real like a computer i don't know i've done those it's like one product (laughs) (laughs) you know but a lot of these companies are like just they came from like this one idea like this one fix like slack was like this little chat idea and now it's this multi-billion dollar company because they little chat thing that worked really well and people loved it and then they could expand and it's like people need to realize that these big complicated ideas came from like this one thing that somebody was like man, I wish like X did Y instead of G and like, let's do that. Yeah. It almost sounds like what is your, like if let's say let's, cause I know there's a lot of people who want to be business starters. I'll even say on here, like, what is that one thing? What is the one problem that you were put on this planet to solve? Go fix that. Find someone with that problem and fix it for them. I know that sounds very like monumental it doesn't need to be it can be really small like what is something you were put on this planet to figure out it's probably something you've lived through so maybe go figure out how to solve that problem and find someone who has that problem who you can guide and you can solve that for them yeah and i would say like you know be your own customer like make something that you want because it doesn't exist not that like this other guy you heard about on youtube wants like i don't know know how people come up with ideas but like for our software idea like for our uh, legal firm software, like my business partner's a lawyer. He was like, I really need this product. Like, let's make that, mm-hmm. you know, and for my other software idea, I really needed the product. So we just made something that worked for me. And like, if it works for me, it's going to work for other people. So like, that's, that's what we, we went for, you know, mm-hmm. don't try to like think about problems that people might have, like find a problem you have and like solve that. Yeah. I, Obviously, from knowing you for literally 26 years, I know how growth mindset oriented you are. You're all about like personal development, all that kind of stuff. Have there been any major moments or major resources or even major experiences that have resulted in you up leveling as a, not only as a business owner, but as a human? It's a very loaded question. Can you tell? (laughs) I mean, it's very loaded, but also like, it's very broad. Like, I feel like you should be up leveling like all the time. Um, I mean, thinking back to like teenage years, like, I don't know, I was a completely different person, right? Like the people I hung out with was different. Like I wore baggy clothes and I was like kind of a dick to people, I think probably, which was strange because I'm not like that at all. And I had like an anger problem and I was like fairly depressed and like, whatever, you know? And I figured out at some point that like, it matters who you hang out with. It matters what they're doing, right? Like if you're around people who are like sad and angry and down all the time like you're probably gonna be like that at some point even if you're not now like find the people that are smarter than you and like more motivated than you and like hang out with them you know like I think for me that's the biggest thing is like earlier this year I don't know COVID's like got me thinking a lot about life and like what I'm doing and should I be in med school and like whatever all these things but it's like one of the things is like who are like the five or six people that I actually want to like be integrated with in some major way Mm-hmm. you know like for x y or z um and so i reached out to like all these people that are friends but we weren't like super close friends i was like hey like let's just talk more often because yeah. nobody can see each other anymore because there's a virus um <laughs> you know but it's like so we're talking you know like every week or every other week i'm just like catching up and like talking about things we're all motivated about like money and stocks and like personal development mm-hmm. and growth and whatever and i think that's like super helpful definitely 
I think yeah. on at least a million times on this podcast, I've I've mentioned the the thing that has really jump started my own personal development journey, and I know those of many others is like you become the five people you hang out with most. And when I heard that the first time I wrote it out, I like my list and I was sad and almost like a gut punch of the people who were on that list. I was like, I don't even like half these people, let alone half these people are not even happy or living at anywhere near the level of life that I want to be living at. And within that week, I made some massive changes. And a lot of people immediately follow that up with, well, I don't know how to like break up with someone or like, I don't like friendship or point or partner or whatever. And it's like, the way I always look at it is you don't have to make it dramatic. In fact, don't like you can make this just like you are transitioning and your future self will thank you for it every time, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with that. Like people make it this big deal. Like how do I break up with friends? I'm like, you don't live with your friends. Like just stop inviting them to things. Like <laughs> just invite the people you want to hang out with instead. Uh-huh. Like that's not, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, breaking up with relationships are a bigger deal. Uh, I think, and probably need to happen for more people who are thinking about it. Like if you're thinking about breaking up with somebody, you probably should. <laughs> um, oh, just God. Like shooting it out there, you know, so people, true. people wait too long. And I'm, definitely in that in that boat there <laughs> way too long to like break up with people but it's really like detrimental for your life to hang out with the wrong people mm-hmm. and it can be like long term you know like whether it's bringing you down or like if you're only hanging out with people for an ego boost like that's not great that's not going to get you anywhere it's going to make you feel mm-hmm. good for 20 minutes <laughs> and then shitty for 20 hours like yeah and then you time. feel bad it's like mm-hmm. you're like why isn't my life progressing it's like well look who you're hanging out with like yeah. go find cooler people I-, I would say like cooler people does not mean like higher level people right like just because they're like running a multi-million dollar company or like they're a ceo or like whatever like doesn't mean they're like the people for you to hang out with like those are people that you might want to hang out with but you should find the people within that group that actually like mesh with you and what you want to be achieving you know oh that's good I don't think people talk enough about that, that part. Like, oh, you you also want to mesh with the people who are playing at that higher level that you want to be playing at. For like, sure. you don't, tr- don't try to fit a round peg in a square hole. Square peg in a round hole? And I Whatever. think, like, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of CEOs of, like, very successful companies are only successful because of luck, like, for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. something they did was, like, really lucky, whether they met the right person at the right time or, like, they entered the certain market at the right time, like, a lot of it's luck and they have a lot of like successful bias, right? Like they're like, oh, what I did works. And like, maybe it worked for you at that time, but maybe it wouldn't work for you now or like mm-hmm. 10 years ago or whatever, right? Like, so just because they're successful doesn't mean like they're actually doing the right things. It might be because they're really lucky. Yeah. So like when, you gotta, you gotta at least think about that. Definitely. Definitely. I wanted to ask you, I, you, you mentioned like right at the top of that question that you believe you should be leveling up, leveling every single day and growing and growing. What are some things that you maybe put in place every day for yourself to make sure that is happening? Yeah. I mean, for me, I like have like a morning routine that I try to stick to. It's not going to make me like, I guess it makes me better in some ways every day. I like work out every morning and like I take a cold shower and I like meditate. And so like mm-hmm. those things are like important, I think for sustaining and probably like up leveling what you're doing. Um, and then just like seeking out opportunities. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I do. I'm like, oh, there's an opportunity. Like I might as well try and take it, uh, which you, is kind of bad because then I get overcommitted. But have you always been like that? Because I know a lot of people like they have imposter syndrome or they have like 
oh God, like, I don't know if I should do that or so on and so forth. Have you always been that like, I'll take this, I'll do this, I'll jump at this. Or has that been a muscle that you've grown? I think there was like a decision that I made sometime in like my early twenties that I was like, I'm just going to say yes to things that sound interesting. Right. I'm not going to say yes to things that I'm not really interested in. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste other people's time. And I do think there is value in like the whole, uh, if it's not a yes, it's a no. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. You know, like yep. that's a pretty popular saying right now. Um, but I do think there is value in exploring things that you're just not sure about that seem interesting. Mm-hmm. And so like at some point in my early 20s, I was like, oh, if it seems interesting, like I'll check it out. You know, I'm not going to like commit to anything and I'm not going to like jump in super hard, but I'll like feel it out and see if I want to commit or if I want to jump in. Um, and so that was like a conscious decision. I definitely had the imposter syndrome thing, like for sure. You said had, no has it gone away? I don't know. I know like a lot of people in medical school have it like that I hang out with. Mm-hmm. I don't feel it now. When I was running companies, I would have it in like certain contexts maybe, but like raising money, I was always like, you know, investors are like sometimes kind of rude and they're like, why do you think you're qualified for this? And you're like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Like, don't attack me. Um, yeah. But it's like really good to actually have that experience and like understand like why they like want an answer out of you right like they're not looking for credentials right you don't have to have like a degree in whatever like you just have to be like really motivated to like get things done and like have interest in that topic yeah i was talking to a friend recently shout out to Brittany if she's listening and she was saying about how our generation is really one of the last that like is in that in between we're in that in between, between like our parents, I mean, not really our parents, but our colleagues and our peers, parents who did the nine to five, they worked, you know, 60 hours a week until they were 60. And then they lived their life. Like, you know, like they, they worked sweat, blood, tears at a job that didn't make them happy, but they had good health insurance. They had good this. And then they started living while the generation younger than us is being told constantly, like, go be a TikTok star. You can do this, do whatever you put your mind to look at all these like entrepreneur opportunities, so on and so forth. But we're in the middle and we have our elders saying like, go get a job, go do this. We have the younger generation suddenly like growing massively. And we're just like, uh, what do we do? And I feel like having that imposter syndrome or having that like I'm going to almost say like break or skirt syndrome, I'll say, where it's like, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm not enough. Oh, I'm going to go to, oh, I'm not enough. There's going to be people who are less qualified than you who are going to leap at the opportunity. So it might as well fucking be you every time. I'm really hype on this topic right now. But like, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with that. I guess I will. I did have like imposters. So I published that article mm-hmm. uh, like a couple weeks ago. It's like, I'm not a writer. Like I've never thought of myself as like good at writing or like, I've never done it for fun or enjoyed it much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did like when I was publishing that, I was like, oh man, like, I don't know how this is going to get received. Like, I have no idea if I'm like writing well or like whatever. Um, but people loved it, you know? And that's like typically what happens when people do things that they're interested in. Like people love it. Like it's very rare that you get on stage or like do something weird. And people are like, who the heck is that guy? Like, <laughs> they do like most of the time people are like that's awesome like even if you did bad they're like that's sweet that you tried like whatever mm-hmm. like people are you know more willing to give you credit than you are for sure slap that on a t-shirt or a bumper sticker that is so good <laughs> like well I, okay i want to transition into your article that you wrote for listeners who weren't there which is everyone michael texted <laughs> me this article 
And I read through it and I was like, holy crap, this is really good. Like it talks about three things that I think are really important in life. Like, and so I texted him back and I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing. I'm going to send this over. And he's like, thanks. Like, you know, share it with whoever. Like I, you know, I just like, like I wrote it and I was like, what? (laughs) Like I didn't even read the written by part and I was totally blown away. Will you give them all a little like TLDR on, um, the article? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so through this COVID thing, I spent some time in Hawaii. I was like very fortunate to have parents to live out there and be able to enjoy my life for the summer with some friends. Um, and we had a lot of like conversations about life and like what it means and like what we should be doing. Cause I feel like everybody's kind of looking for that answer of like, what do I do? You know, like, yeah. do I make a lot of money? Like, am I not successful if I don't make any money? Like, there's a lot of opinions out there, right? And so like, we were just talking for like days about this concept and we kind of came up with these three ideas of like, everybody's gonna die. Like that's, for right now at least, that's gonna happen. Whether it happens like now or in a hundred years, gonna die. And like, what's actually valuable before you die, right? It's Mm -hmm. not making money because like, what's the point? You can't take any money with you. It is fun to have money and to like use it to have cool experiences in my opinion, or like help people. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we came up with was like this three, three tiered, I guess, or three idea approach of like, you should stay alive for one, right? Try to stay alive for as long as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. uh, Because that gives you the most ability to do things in your life is staying alive for as long as you can, right? Uh, The second part of that is learn as much as you can about whatever, and then disseminate that knowledge to like the rest of the world so that they can benefit from your learning yeah. basically. Cause then like you have legacy and it's not like tied to you. It's not like an EO thing. It's like you just contributed to the betterment of society, hopefully in some way mm-hmm. during your life. Cause like, that's like really what matters. You're going to die. Like people are going to forget about you unless you're one of the super rare people who like do something ridiculously incredible that nobody does. Right. Mm-hmm. People aren't probably going to forget about Elon Musk, but. Probably not. He did launch a car into space. <laughs> right. That's true. Somebody will see that flying around and like, a <laughs> like, oh, like, that guy. Oh, oh, yeah, Elon. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So I want to dive into that first one, which is staying alive as long as possible. Obviously you're a medical student. You're going into being a doctor and like all the credential credential stuff. What does that look like? We'll say now in 2020, staying alive as long as possible. Well, I would say it's probably wearing a mask outside. <laughs> Not getting COVID will help. <laughs> that, that would help, definitely. But what are some things that we could do maybe <laughs> in the safety of our own home that would yeah, help yeah. that? Um, so I think, you know, the, the big ones are like eat well, eat healthy, mm-hmm. you know, feed your body well. It turns out, you know, what you eat now matters for your future. If you eat really bad now, you might develop diabetes or like a whole bunch of other problems later and you're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say exercise, right? Not just for like looking good and like being fit, but also like bone health is really valuable to have. And your bone health kind of decreases when you hit 30, mm-hmm. which isn't very old. It like starts going down. It's like, a, I know it's bad. That makes me really sad. <laughs> me too. It's like really terrible. So like working out while you're young to like build enough bone mass that like you don't become osteoporotic when you're 70 mm-hmm. is like pretty valuable. But like everything that you do for your body is like very long-term, right? Smoking now affects you in 30 years. All these things build up over time. And so you really have to like think about what you're doing now is like very valuable 
for your life now and in the future. Definitely. Are you, uh, do you have anything on like the, are you, do you believe in doing like a full cutout or are you kind of like an 80, 20 person? Um, if you know what I mean. I mean, I enjoy cookies. I like eat junk food occasionally. Like, <laughs> I'm not advocating. yeah, it's like, but I also like work out six days a week. Like I'm mm. not really concerned about putting on weight or like whatever. Um, I would say I eat healthy 95% of the time. I don't have any rules. I had pizza like yesterday, like, but I, I know it's terrible. I'm, like, I'm, okay, part, wait, like, pause. I do actually, I do need to pause because Michael had just saying that he ate pizza is kind of a big deal in our family. So <laughs> I am very shocked to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So I guess like I'm gluten-free. So like, I think the best thing that that does is it makes me read labels like beyond anything else so I'll like often pick up a label that I can eat and I'm like this has a lot of crap in it like I don't really want yep. to eat this you know like oh. it's like just looking at labels is super helpful to not eat shitty food the first time I did whole 30 which was three years ago which for people who don't know it's like no processed sugar no gluten no dairy no fun at all and so I love it though it's it's one of my one of my things I enjoy but I went to the grocery store for the first time and I'd been eating like McDonald's crap. I mean, I was the heaviest I've ever been. I was the most unhealthy and unhappy with my body and my energy that I've ever been. And I went to the grocery store. I spent literally, literally an hour and a half in the grocery store just by myself with some music in and reading every single label. People probably thought I was insane, but I didn't care because I was like, I'm finally taking this shit seriously. It became a must, not a should for me finally. And so I read everything and I did it for the first time. It was the hardest month of my freaking life food wise or nutrition wise, but I've never gone back to that way of eating ever again because it was such a sharp pattern interrupt. And if people are looking for that, I, I recommend maybe not doing whole 30 cause it might not work for your body, but like doing something where it's like requiring you to read what you put into your body. So important. Yeah, hugely important. And I think just like people just need to eat more vegetables. Like a whole slew of medical problems would just go away if people ate more vegetables. Really? We just don't. Oh yeah, tons. Mm. Like, but how many people eat vegetables all the time? Like in this country, just not that many, That's you know? True. Like I eat vegetables a lot, but I pay attention to that. So mm -hmm. I think it's something that people need to pay attention to. Like I was talking to somebody about this, you know, and, or I was talking to my mom, maybe. She was like, like, what it, what do you tell your patients? Cause we like see patients as medical students. Mm -hmm. It's like almost everything that people come to us with that's like chronic would just be fixed if they ate better and worked out. Mm -hmm. That's it. They yeah. wouldn't be spending money on like pills or doctors or like feeling crappy or overweight or like whatever, like just eat healthy and work out. Mm -hmm. That's it. We would like so drop the amount of people going to hot, like hospitals and doctors by like 70% overnight. That's not an actual number. Nobody told <laughs> I'm quoting you on that. <laughs> yeah. But like people would just feel better and our country would just operate better because people would not be sick. All the cheap food is fast food and it's bad for you. I could go on that. I could go on a whole separate podcast about food, but I do want to go on to the second one, which is learning. What all, like, I know you've, you've kind of mentioned this before, but like what has been your experience with like absorbing anything you possibly can? Yeah. I mean, I think I try to learn stuff every day. I'm doing like currently I'm certainly doing things that are just like objectively learning as fast as possible. The volume of information that they throw at us in medical school is 
truly nuts mm -hmm. like truly bonkers insane <laughs> didn't think it was possible to learn this much information per unit time mm -hmm. um but like when you're starting a company you learn a ton super fast and like everything i've done in my life i've pushed to like learn new things i tend to get bored very quickly once i like flatten out my learning curve and so i don't do that mm -hmm. um but some people do i think they probably get bored too which is probably why they hate their jobs but keep pushing is what I would say, right? Like mm -hmm. always look for something to learn, whether that's like reading a book or like watching YouTube videos. Like my friend Marshall, awesome dude, by the way, ran a company, sold it at the beginning of the pandemic. It was very good timing for him. But he spent six months in Hawaii, like just watching YouTube videos about um, like real things, not like entertainment. I was gonna say like, like, what cat videos did he watch? Jesus. Yeah, he was, yeah, right. Serious <laughs> cat videos. He just like knows all of them by heart now. Um, no, but like he learned about like machine learning. Like he took a super deep dive into machine learning and mm -hmm. investing in like all of these companies like independently and just spent months in this beautiful location being like, no, like I want to learn as much about these subjects as I can. And like, this is super fun for me. We put so much pressure and I've talked to several people about this where like, it's like, oh, well, just get curious. Just starting to just start getting curious about what you want to do. And he's getting fired up. How, <laughs> oh, yeah. how do you get curious? Like, how do I do that? I don't have thousands of dollars to invest. And I'm like, it is literally called YouTube. Go diddle around on YouTube. Podcasts, they're great. You're listening to one. They're free. Like you can learn so stinking much. I did not invest a penny, a single penny into my business until like months longer than I probably should have. But that's because I was absorbing any free thing I possibly could in order to get that baseline level. Once I felt a little plateau or like I was learning new things over and over and over again, then I went to the next level that might require money. But in order to get curious on a topic, it, you do not have to pay a cent, a cent. Oh. Totally agree. There are like unlimited free resources out there for like almost every subject these days. Mm -hmm. You could honestly learn everything in medical school for like $2,000 or something. Like you could, it would be terrible. You wouldn't <laughs> like yourself for it, but you could do it. Like you could just yeah. be it. Well, you couldn't be a doctor, you need a license, but you could learn all the things. Yeah. Cool. Um, but I think people will struggle with like figuring out what they want to be curious about. What would you say to those people? You're not looking hard enough or you're Ooh. looking too hard. You know, I think everybody's got curiosities, right? Like yeah. chances are good. You don't just like plop in front of the TV and like mindlessly watch the office for like 12 hours before you go to sleep every day. Like hopefully not. Maybe you do. I don't know. I like the office. Depends on the day. <laughs> Depends on the day, right? No. But like if you're interested in the outdoors, like maybe you should pick up a bird watching book and like learn about birds or like, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be something that's like super useful for the world right now. Just find something that's interesting. And it, I would say like everybody's got this, big penchant for like tech right now and they're like oh I should like learn how to code it's like it's not for everybody mm -mm. I really you tried to learn how to code because I was like this is like a great field to be in whatever I am it's really boring for me like literally code someone was like I need to learn how to code in order to put this app up and I'm just like outsource it you yeah, have so much like, yeah. out, outsource it's um have you read the four-hour work week of course I adore him he is so smart but once I read that book on outsourcing that's when literally, and this is not too long ago, I started outsourcing for my business. My shoulders have never been lower in my business ever. <laughs> like, and that's nice. when I started throwing stuff out there because I was like, you know what? I am not an expert of everything. It is very hard for Capricorns to admit that, but I'm not. And to be able to be like, Hey, you, you're really great at that. I'm happy to pay you for it. And I have been 
blown away by how easy and how much I love it. Like it feels so good. And it does not have to cost crazy high amounts of money. Fiverr, Upwork, those are two totally. great things. I, my logo, I outsourced it because I don't know how to make a logo. It cost me $5. Yeah, $5 to make my logo. It's insane. Yeah. But people are just like, but I have so much to do. It's like, no, just take like one step. Also, I feel like a lot of people are just like busy. But they're not busy doing anything productive, right? Like, Ooh, talk that out. I want to hear this. You know, like, I feel like it's so common for people to start companies and they're just like, oh man, I'm so busy. Like I can't ever hang out or like, I can't do whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but what are you busy doing? Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you're not doing something productive, you're just busy because you want to be busy. Right? Like mm-hmm. it's all about priorities. This is like the biggest thing I learned starting companies. Cause like, I also had a girlfriend and like want to date people and like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're, especially if you're starting a company, you can spend 24 hours a day doing that. No question. Like you can just do that forever mm-hmm. if you want to who wants that probably won't be super useful <laughs> no and you'll probably burn out and like hate yourself shortly but you could do it <laughs> um and so it's like really valuable to like prioritize your time into chunks that are like actually valuable uses of time right mm-hmm. the whole like eight hour work day thing is like pretty bullshit to me i think because uh maybe i'm just more add than other people but like i don't have that kind of attention span Mm-mm. And if I'm not going to be productive, I might as well do something that's fun or like productive in other ways. And so like I do this studying all the time where like I study until I burn out and then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go for like a walk or go climbing or like go for a bike ride or like, I don't know, there's no pressure to be like, but I've only studied like eight hours today instead of 16. Like it's nonsense. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends who do that in med school. But like when I was starting a company, same thing. They're like, what do you mean you're not like working 16 hours a day and sleeping four hours a night and like whatever. I'm like, like, why are you doing that? Mm Mm-hmm. I read a quote recently. It was from Brene Brown, of course, but it was mm-hmm. stop wearing stress as a status symbol. Totally. And I heard that and I was like, oh, like at me, why don't you? And it's like, but it, it like, since reading that quote, my entire life has shifted. It happened to be around the same time that I also got a VA. Like literally we wear stress and especially I'm going to say in the online business space, cause I've seen it so For much sure. here you wear stress as a status symbol. Oh, I'm so busy. Oh my God. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. You might not actually be that busy, but the language that you're using is causing your neurochemistry to believe that you're busy. Your heart rate's going to go higher. You're going to get stressed out. You're going to get burned out quite quicker. And you could have loved what you did, but you started using that really heightened and dramatic language. We just did a podcast episode last week on what that looks like. If you haven't listened to it, go, but you start listening or start saying those types of things and you're self-fulfilling that prophecy it's so totally detrimental to start using busy as a status symbol what if it was easy what if it was yeah. easy what if you enjoyed it literally all my almost all my clients right now we're working on the word ease ease let ease be so much a part of it and i i challenge that for everyone listening like what can you add ease into literally you're in med school and you look like yeah ease yeah <laughs> like <laughs> I'm sure it's hard, yeah. but like being able to go on a walk or go on a climb, like you were just saying, like, it does not have to be so push, 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 drive, drive, drive. Yeah. I get I think very like, lit on this. No, no. I mean, I think, I think that's like really poignant for like our demographic. It's like, especially in tech, especially in online business, especially in like personal business. It's like, oh, but I'm only sleeping three hours. Like, you know, like you're sleeping four, like I'm getting a whole other hour of work. And it's like, 
yeah, but is that productive work? Like probably not. You're probably tired. Like even if you are doing anything that's work related, which you're probably not, you're probably on Facebook. Like <laughs> it's probably not very productive because you should have been asleep three hours ago. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and I think I've really realized that. And I definitely use that in like medical school. My friends are like, why do you score so high? And I'm like, I think it's because I sleep. Like how, how much do you sleep a night? That's not like uh, a like eight hours. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I do not give up my sleep for things unless mm -hmm. I like have to for like patients or whatever. But mm -hmm. like, and like when I was a firefighter, like we, you know, I get called out in the middle of the night for random things. Um, but yeah, eight hours of sleep. Like I'm not going to lose my sleep and my sanity and like my health because I'm like measuring my dick against somebody else trying yep. to stay up later. Like <laughs> literally I study until my brain's like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. And I'm like, okay, like I'm gonna watch some TV or like, I'm going to go to sleep or like, I'm gonna read a book or like anything else. Mm -hmm. I do not force myself to like do anything once my brain shuts off. Cause it's just not going to be helpful. Yeah. Oh my God. And I think so many people push, push, push. And they're like, yeah, but I, I worked like 16 hours yesterday. And you're like, what did you actually get done though? Mm-hmm. Right. You could work one hour if that's more productive than your 16 and like do that. Yeah. You know, oh, man. I'm releasing a podcast episode coming up. So it's a little teaser for everyone, but it's all about the personal development guilt. There's so, so much, much so much guilt in this, in this like, oh, I need to be constantly working on myself. I need to constantly be better. I need to constantly do this, do this, do this. And it's like, whoa the whole point of personal development, the whole point of working on your mindset, on your goals, on your dreams, so on and so forth, is so you don't have to deal with that. Like, like one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given was, who do you want to be five years from now? What are her mannerisms? What are her habits? What are her mindset tricks? What are her daily affirmations, so on and so forth? Do all those now, and you will be that person in five years. And Literally, we put so much, and when I say do all those now, I did not do all of those at the drop of a hat, implement in my life, and then hunky-dory, I happy guru pantsed out of here. Like, that's not how it works, but you, you have to, like, implement one at a time. Master it, make it a habit, make it unconscious. Great. Do the next one. Do the next one. Do the next one. Do the next one. Yeah, and I think, like, on that, on that note, like, a lot of people have these, like, grand ideas of, like, I'm going to work out every day, and I'm going to take a cold shower, and I'm going to eat well, and whatever. And as soon as you get lazy, you stop, right? Yep. And it's the days that you feel the laziest where you actually like have to make yourself do it. Because every yep. time you like cheat a little bit, you tell yourself like, oh, it's okay. Like I can just take the day off, you know? And that turns into like every day where you're like, oh man, I haven't worked out in like six months because I got lazy. It's like, yep. for me, like it's cold. And there are some days where I'm just like, oh man, it's so cold. And like, but it's so mm -hmm. nice in the warm water and I'm tired and like I'm cranky or whatever. And those are the days I'm like, nope, turn on the cold shower. Like, yep. has to happen. And I almost always feel better afterwards. Whereas if I don't, if I cheat that day, like, later in the day, I, like, feel worse and I drag more. And I'm, like, yep. a little more lazy. And, like, you got to push through those days and those times and do what you said you were going to do. People no who have been what. wondering, literally anyone who's been listening or have been wondering, what's the secret to motivation? What's the secret to motivation? That's it this right the there. Secret. This is the secret. Yeah. Do it fucking anyway. Like, you're not going to yeah. want to do it. Great. Do it anyway. Like that the is a secret. Around, you're like, yep. totally. Mm -hmm. That's a secret. You got to do the workout. Oh my God. It's Literally. Suck. I, I haven't admitted this on the podcast, but I'm going to, I have been so off my getting up early regimen. Like normally I'm like 6am, like, like a little shining dove in the morning. But since my sister's wedding, which is when Michael and I saw each other last, like 
I have been sleeping in really sloggy, like just totally out of it. And it's become a new excuse, quote unquote, which is actually a habit. But I was like, okay, no more. Absolutely not. My, uh, Brett, my boyfriend got a sun lamp and it's now been going off at like five thirty-six, and it, I want to throw that sun lamp across the room, but it wakes me up in the morning, that light. And like, yeah, sure. I might hate it. And I might like gremlin scream at it, but like, am I still going to get up? You're darn right. Cause that's a visual reminder. Oh, Hey, this is, this is who, like who I said I'm going to be five years from now. She gets up at 6am every night or well, every morning. <laughs> yeah. And I think on that point, like there's also a lot of stress around like how early we wake up and like how quickly we get to doing whatever. And that should be different for everybody. Right? Like yeah. Jocko Willink is like four 30 in the morning. I'm up like working out. Like that's not me. No. If I wake up at four 30, I'm going to crash at three o'clock PM and I'm useless. <laughs> Like, I know this, I've tried it, it doesn't work, right? Mm-mm. Like, I wake up at seven and I do a workout for an hour. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I do every day. That might not work for your schedule, depending yep. on what you're doing, but like, keep it consistent and don't be like, oh no, like my best friend's getting up at five. Like, maybe I should be getting up at five. Like, no, just do whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. But just like, you, do it. Literally, anyone listening, you can have the same hardcore set in place morning routine and wake up at nine. You can have the same style thing. You think that the, like, there's a whole like weird stigma around like the later you wake up, that means you're lazy, which means you lay in bed, which means you scroll through Instagram every morning, which means you like, and it just like literally tumble domino effect throughout your entire day. You can get up at 10 and still have the workout, cold shower, meditate, whatever that looks like. But like, you can still have that. It's just at a different hour. For sure. Like my ex used to do this all the time. She was up at like 11 o'clock and I was like mm-hmm. way gone, like working hard. Yep. But she would be super productive at like 1 a.m. to like 3 a.m. She was just like, like that's, that was like her super productive hours. That's was amazing. Like completely useless at that time. Yep. So like everybody's body is different. Like figure out what works for you and do that and stop listening to other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's like There's- the biggest thing is it's too much like input from other people that you think yep. is valuable. That's not valuable. <laughs> Have you read the power of, is it the power of when? I think it's the power of one. No, I don't think so. Like there's a, um, for anyone listening, there's a, like, there's a book, which is actually more of a personality framework, but it's about which times of day. And it's very broad. So obviously like go with what works best for you if you know that, but like to give you some guidelines, there's a personality framework. I think it's four or five things, but it tells you, oh, like because of this habit or this thing you have, or this insomnia or so on and so forth you will probably be better doing this schedule every day loosely. And it's not like super granular. It's very open, but you'll probably work out better in the afternoon versus in the morning. Whereas I'm someone who like the first thing I do in the morning, I got to work out because it's the most powerful way to wake up my brain. For some people, you got to do other things and like have your day a little bit, but a nightly run is the perfect way to make you go to sleep at night. Like just, so the power of when, I can't remember who it's by, but I'll put the link in the show notes. It's a great quiz to take. I highly recommend it, but just to get some kind of framework. Yeah. But I would say like, you know, come up with things you actually want to do and then make yourself do them. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with a day off as long as it's only one day off or two <laughs> days off. Like whatever you decide for yourself, like take that time off, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then like get back to work. Yep. 
we sometimes make a decision of like, okay, I'm going to take a day off. But there's that little voice in our head that says, good, good, take the day off. Like, you're going to love this. And then you wake totally. up the next morning and you're like, oh, this sucks. This is so hard. Remember yesterday when it was so easy and that little demon voice comes back and it says, sleep longer, sleep longer. Sounds just like that. But you, and then you start to fall back on your habits because of the quote unquote excuse voice. Totally. I want to crush that voice. My goodness. <laughs> Yeah, you got to make yourself do what you're telling yourself to do all the time. Yep. So the more you we, cheat on yourself, the more uh, the more you lose it. Ooh, that's good. Don't cheat on yourself. Don't cheat, guys. If you take <laughs> nothing away from this episode, that is what I want you to take away. Don't cheat on yourself. Don't cheat on yourself. Oh my goodness. So that was we took a major detour, but I want to look we at did. the third. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I want to look at the third part of the article. What what inspired that? Because that was kind of the more like oh. That's not really something you hear every day. So what inspired that part? Yeah, I mean, I think contributing to like the world inspired mm -hmm. that part, right? Like if you're gonna die and you learned all this stuff, but you die and you don't pass any of it on, like what was the point? Like, yeah, you might've had a good life, but that's pretty much the same as like having a bunch of money and buying cool cars. Like you gotta share what you learn, yeah. right? Ideally you learn something that can like help progress humanity and somebody can like build off of what you learned to build more stuff. Um, but if not, like at least you contributed to somebody's learning, mm -hmm. right? Like that's kind of my, my take on it. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And I, I want to say to audience members, like that can look like something really basic. I, I once heard a coach say like, you can coach people and this is for anyone who's looking to be a service as a business, but like you can coach people who are two steps behind you because you know those two steps and you know how to get them to two steps ahead. And I just think that like, we so often are like, but it's not gonna change their life. It's not gonna make them this like, like Mother Teresa style human. It's like, if you move someone forward two steps ahead than where they were at, that is changing someone's huge. life. It can be huge massive. Some of the biggest changes I've seen with my personal clients is not from like these big, bold, look at me mindset tricks. It's from the teeny tiny little things that just stack up every time. For sure. Yep. And that's pretty much what it is. I think like we're always looking for that one magic pill kind of thing. <gasps> that just like doesn't really exist. Like nope. you just got to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I could write a dissertation, dissertation. I could write a dissertation on the magic pill syndrome. It is one of my like, like nail on a chalkboard thing because it just, everyone's looking for it. And everyone wants that like one thing that's going to make them like skyrocket and make everything totally. easy and totally fine. And in actuality, it takes months and months and months and months and months of work. It doesn't have to be hard work. It can be enjoyable work, but it takes work. It takes doing something differently than you've been doing. Yeah. That Very few people start something and it like goes big immediately. Oh my God. Basically nobody, oh. right? Mm -hmm. Like one of my buddies was the CEO of Groove Shark, which was like at the time, like the biggest online music streaming service ever. Mostly because it was the only one. It was like before Pandora and before like all these other things, mm -hmm. but they like struggled for years yeah. until the iPhone came out. And then everybody was like, oh, I can access this from my phone. Done. But like it took them working on it for years, for like that one change to happen and then to like access that new technology. But we see highlighted in the, midi the media, like, oh my gosh, they went from here to here. 
and it's like yeah they like grew like big eight million percent in yep. three months it's like yeah but you missed the like 12 years before that where they did nothing one oh my gosh one of my favorite motivational speakers i was i saw her oh god last year two years ago i can't remember but uh she came out on stage and she says i just want to do a quick little market research which i immediately loved but she was like who has heard of me in the last six months and pretty much everyone raised their hand and she's like okay what about who's heard of me for over a year two years three years and like it went down to maybe like one person by the time she got to 15 years she like skipped a few years it didn't like year by year but like she literally was like that person literally i have been doing this for 15 years and yet they come on stage and asking and ask me to give you guys a secret tip on how to get like wealthy or famous or successful overnight. She's like, I'm not going to do that because it took me 15 years and it's going to take you some time too. Like literally every book that I read on like passive income or like grow rich, rich, or like, uh, think and grow rich stuff on that. It's all about like, if you find a get rich quick thing, it doesn't, it's, it's a scheme. It's, it doesn't exist. It's not real. Like it takes laying sure. the groundwork, but we're so used to getting stuff right away. Cause we're, I want it now society <sighs> again, another, yeah. And you see, like, I think this happens too in companies where people get jobs and they're like eight or nine months in. They're like, man, I'm just like not making that bitch of a difference. I'm like, you've been there for eight months. Mm -hmm. Like, what did you expect was going to happen? It was not very much time. You're barely, like, you're barely onboarded in a way that you can be like functionally useful. Yep. You know, have people you don't understand that it does take time. Have you always had this style of thinking or was there like something that kind of snapped you out of the like, I want it now society way of thinking? I mean, I do want it now. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, in some, some instances I do, but no, I don't know. One of my friends says it's, it takes 10 years to be an overnight su success. Like that's his thing. It takes 10 years to be an overnight success. That's good. So it's like, do something that you're willing to work at hard for 10 years that you like doing, right? You can't start, especially businesses, right? You can't start a business because you want to get rich because it's probably not going to happen, mm -mm. right? Like most companies fail. Most things you do are going to fail. Which is great. Well, like, like, yeah, which is great. Which Learn is so great. That, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My failures, I don't really consider them failures because mm -hmm. like I learned a ton and it was fun, right? Yeah. But I was doing things that were fun. I'm not yeah. going to do things that I like just grind at like, I just don't want to do that. I you want to enjoy the, my life. You're now the third or fourth, I can't remember, podcast guest to come on here and say that failure is not really failure. It's learning. It is learning. Yeah. It's feedback. It's redirection, whatever you want to call it. But like failure, I like, I, and correct me if I'm putting words in your mouth, but it almost sounds like a gift. Like, oh my gosh, thank goodness I failed. Now I know what to do. Like, or now I know what to do next. I'll say like, we, yeah. Yeah, go for it. I mean, like, so when I went to med school, we like shut down one of my companies because I was going to go to med school and everybody was like, whatever. Um, there was a lot of reasons. But mm. like, somebody was like, oh, so it failed. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I guess like it kind of did. But like, not really. Mm. Like we learned so much starting that company and like running it and like doing everything that we did and the people that we met and whatever, right? Like for me, it's much more about the learning experience and the people and like the enjoyment than it is like, the success, right? Like mm -hmm. you're only going to be successful if you sell your company for bajillions of dollars, which like doesn't happen or you IPO, which like doesn't happen. <laughs> like <laughs> enjoy the process, you know, yeah. do cool things for customers and like meet cool people and learn a lot.
Yeah. And that like, I think that's true for like relationships, you know, like I think dating people is interesting because you learn things about yourself that you can't otherwise figure out. Right. One more it's time very hard to figure out things. <sighs> yeah, oh my yeah. God. Like, <laughs> seriously. People are like, why are you dating? It's like, why are you not dating? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because... like heartbreak's a real potential issue. Right. And like that hurts and that sucks. But like you learn so much in my opinion from other people and like interacting with those people on like a romantic and intimate level that you could never figure out about yourself otherwise. Yes. Like underline, italicize, highlight everything you just said. Like um, people, and I I get it now because COVID world, but like people are so afraid to date and I'm taking the COVID out of it. They're they're so afraid to date because it's like, what if it doesn't work out? And it's like, great. I bet you learned something literally. I, I think I've shared this on the podcast, but I'm not sure. Um, almost three years ago, almost to the date, I wrote down a list of every single thing I wanted in a partner, like to the T, how he, how tall he was, like, which I could like, yeah, I took a a little card out of Bill and Peggy Baker's (laughs) recipe book there, but I, which are my parents for anyone listening, but, um, like, how tall is he when I, like, when I hug him, where does my head fit? Like, what are his goals? What are his ambitions? What his family like? Like I got granular every single thing I could possibly think of. And then lo and behold, that person arrived in my life and like a shining silver platter, just like handed over. But I want to highlight this for people. That was not my first list. I've made that list probably three, four, five times, maybe more. And each time it looks different because every time I dated someone, I learned, Ooh, God, X that off the list. Or like, okay, there's a whole other chunk of things that I did not explore. And every time that I made those lists, I brought a person who was almost every single thing on that list, like high five manifesting, but like every single thing on that list, they were brought over to me. And then I just refined it more and more and more. I don't know where I was going on that tangent, but you're going to learn more about yourself and more of who you want in a partner and who you need in a partner based off of who the people you date there. For Save sure. It. Totally yep. agree. Yep. And like, as you grow, as you level up, like those people are going to change. Yes. 100%. Now, hopefully if you're like with somebody, they change with you. Mm-hmm. Or like you're with somebody even... who's trying to level up as well, you know? Oh my God. Like but. one of, one of the most valuable things for, for my relationship has been, what are our values? Like talking about what do they look like? And it's, I like, we went into that conversation being like, okay, our values are going to look different and that's fine. Like that's means we're different living, breathing specimen. And I'm okay with that. But do they, ma- I'm going to say, do they match each other? Not like, do they match each other in words, but do they match each other in energy? Like, are they if, compatible? Are they compa- Thank you. Are they compatible? Like if my number one value was growth and his number one value was certainty, we got some, we got some discourse there, but like if my number one value is growth and his number one value is like learning or achievement or success or whatever that looks like, if that's not what his is, but I'm just making it up, then those are compatible. So on and so forth, but totally. one of the best things I could, if you're in a relationship and you're wanting to learn how to grow together, sit down, write out your values, figure out which ones are compatible, if any, and if not, talk about how some can be, because that's totally. how that's how to do it. And I will say like, uh, Tim Ferriss talks about this a lot too, but like push yourself out of your comfort zone as much as you can. Yes. Like that's where you're going to learn things and get more comfortable and be able to push further. Right. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, that's relationships. Ooh, that's you know, true. Like that's scary. 
like so <laughs> me and my friends back in Colorado some of them mm -hmm. uh, we made a pact to always ask out people that we were interested in like whatever that meant like if they were attractive we were going to ask them out and so like I spent like six months asking out like a hundred women I don't know like way too many girls and I went on ridiculous amounts of dates and most of them I didn't really like but like I met some really cool people mm -hmm. who like I didn't end up dating but like we're friends now mm -hmm. and I did meet somebody that I dated for like a long time through that process and it got me over the like nonsensical fear of like asking girls on dates that is so Great idea interesting I was like what's the worst thing they say is no and then I'm in the same place that I was like mm -hmm. 30 seconds ago like okay Yep. Literally, I heard a similar but different different tactic. I heard someone who was really afraid of fear of rejection. Like that was like so much a pain point for them where they would do anything to avoid it. Yeah. And so they decided that they were going to ask for 10% off at every single thing that they purchased. Totally. And like it works. when I when I first heard that, I was like, "What? Like that sounds so scary." And it's like, "Wait, why?" Like Worst comes to worst, yeah. they say no. Worst comes to worst, they kind of look you up and down and like, are you a freak? But like, it doesn't matter. Like you are like built, I, I like to think of it this way. Our, we'll look at it in that same example. That fear of rejection has such a strong muscle built where it's like, if you could go to the gym, pick up a hundred pound weight and lift it with your pinky finger. That's how strong that fear of rejection muscle is in your brain versus that, oh, like I'm trying to get over fear of rejection or like trying to move forward with that that muscle is really weak where you like pick out a one pound weight and you can barely lift it. But the more and more reps you do, the more and more closer you get to that hundred pound with your pinky. There. Totally. Visual. And like, I think that goes for a lot of aspects of life. Mm -hmm. Like I have friends who take forever to write emails to like these like big people. And almost always they reply with like one word. They're like, cool. Or like, yeah, sounds good. It's like, you know, like those people don't care. Think about you receiving an email. How much do you care about that email? You're not like, oh my gosh, I got this weird email from this one person. Like, I read every were they thinking word not twice. spelling that <laughs> one word? Like, yeah, nobody cares. They're like, oh, I skimmed it. This sounds reasonable. Great, cool. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Literally, I had- well, people, um, The perfect, it's a perfection problem, right? Yep. I was just about to say, I had Delaney Fisher um, from the Self Helpless podcast. She came on to talk about perfectionism. And it was like- she, she said it very similar to how you're saying it. Just try a bunch of shit. Like try what you're interested yeah. in. Like go after that. You like it. Great. Keep going forward. Like if you don't, Oh great. There's this other thing you really liked. Like it, For sure. we, we put so much pressure on the, like, no, it has to be perfect every single time. And it's like, what if it sucks? Are you going to burst into flame? No. That's not how the world works. The sky is not going to open you up and like swallow you whole or like anything like For that. Sure. Like you're, you're going to still be okay. Especially <sighs> when you're like asking for things from people. People mm -hmm. are so scared to do that. And I'm like, okay, so the worst thing that happens is they say no, in which case you are where you are now. Mm -hmm. And the best thing that happens is they say yes and you get what you want. Like that's yeah. pretty great. And yep. for the most part, I found that people typically say yes. There's a great podcast Just called do it. Don't Keep Your Day Job. That's it. And she talks about how the very first time she was like trying to break into the biz, I'm going to put that in quotation, but she literally reached out to someone who was a very high stature and just said, hi, I love your work with this. I love this. I love this. Can I do this for you? And it was all about them. It was all about them. What can, how can I make your life better? What can I do to make your life easier? 
you bet your ass they replied back being like, you're on, like, let's do it. Like, cause people are going to see that and be like, they're, they're not about them. Like the worst thing I think that you can do in an email is be like, here are all my things. Here's why I'm amazing. Here's why I'm amazing. I want to do this for you. I, 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 for no sure. one give, everyone cares about themselves. Like ever, it's just, it's a fact of life. I wish I could say it differently, but everyone is secretly looking at themselves and some not so secretly, but how can they make, how can someone make their life better? That's going to grab your attention. For sure. Yep. And like do things that other people don't and don't nest, don't take the first no for like the actual answer is what I'll say about that. So like I have mm. a friend who is a, is a physical therapist and she really wanted to go to this one physical therapy school that she got rejected from. Mm. And so she set up a meeting with the president of the school and was like, I want to come here. And these are like all the reasons and whatever. And he let her in. Oh my God. <laughs> right. But like, and I know like one of the doctors that I used to work with um, in Boulder, mm-hmm. he did the same thing for med school with Cornell. Jesus yeah. Christ. He wrote a letter to the Dean or whoever it was. Basically being like, I want to meet with you and talk about X, Y, Z, whatever. The Dean said, yes, he flew to New York and was like, this is why I want to come to your med school. And this is why like, I think I'd fit in well. And then he was like, cool, you're in. Which like for applying to med school is ridiculous. It's such a long, hard process. Like, but you can just reach out to these people. They're just people and they want motivated people with them. And if you're a motivated person that's willing to go for those steps, like people say yes. Oh my God. And if they say no, then what's the harm? Like you're at the same spot that you were. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll like, only people. I, and I, I know a lot of actors and I, I think a lot of performers still listen to this podcast. Like that advice goes for you guys too. A lot of people sure. think like the industry is so small. Like it's so, it's so tiny. Everyone talks. They're all going to say like, oh my God, that girl, she was so persistent. If I had the word persistent attached to like, oh, Nicole Baker, she's persistent. I would be like, fuck yeah. Like mission of life done. Like you like for someone yeah that might turn them off also no one talks that much but like stop making it all about you is what i'm trying to say like it is like stop making it all about you and just try to like serve 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 do whatever you can to like push like your purpose notice i'm not saying your dream your goal i'm saying your purpose further like secret of life and use your connections yes Somebody you know knows somebody that you want to get in touch with. Mm-hmm. Yep. And don't be obnoxious about it, but like you can like meet basically anybody by just reaching out to people and being like, Hey, I have this thing that I really want to do. And I think this person would be like a huge help. Can mm-hmm. you like introduce me or something? Have you done that with your past many, yeah. many things? Yeah. Yeah. I had like business meetings with the COO of Striker, which is like a gigantic multi-billion dollar, like, uh, medical device company and like you know I was like invited to Forbes 30 under 30 conference in Boston and like blah blah like I did all these things just because I was like willing to ask the question it's just like people everybody knows somebody right I needed well I didn't need to but I wanted to go to that conference and mm-hmm. I had somebody who was speaking or I knew somebody who was speaking there and he was like yeah yeah come as my guest let's go you know I learned a lot met a lot of cool people that I'm like mm-hmm. still in touch with that are like running really interesting cool companies for the most part like get plugged in you know, your network is super valuable in this world. Yes. Yes. And like literally 
because I've talked to a few people and they're like, but I don't know how to network. I don't know. Again, back to the YouTube. Be thing. nice. It's on YouTube and be nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hi. Like, but get to know people. Like, don't get to know people for your own benefit. Get to know people to get to know people. So right, exactly. And I think that's like actually super key, especially if you're like raising money. Like so many people pitch investors at like the wrong times and the wrong places. Like you want to actually have an investor who is invested in your company mm-hmm. in the way that like they want to help you succeed and not just like throw money at you. Right. Yeah. You don't really want the investor who's just like, yep, here's a million dollars. Like whatever, go do your thing. Like you want somebody who's like, here's like a hundred grand and I'm going to make all of these connections and help you like actually take off. Yep. That's way more valuable than a million dollars. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. I want to, I want to bring it back to you, you obviously doing all the things and I want listeners to get some, (laughs) that's an understatement, but like what, what did you do when you had like, Oh, I want to do this. 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 I want to do this, but you only have 24 hours in the day. What was your entrance into that? I guess is my question. Yeah. I mean, I think for one, I didn't have very many full-time jobs and the full-time jobs I had were like not very typical. So like in Mm -hmm. medicine and firefighting and like whatever, like full-time is three 12 hour shifts or like two 48 hour shifts Mm -hmm. or like something like that. Right. So it's like, you suddenly have four days free or three Mm -hmm. days free or five days free that are available for everything else that you want to do. Yeah. Um, which is probably how I did a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just like said yes to things and then I managed my schedule. I didn't give people expectations that weren't unrealistic or that were unrealistic. That one. Yes. <laughs> right? Like I made my time clear mm-hmm. and then I jumped in. But people needed help. So I was like, look, like I can give you like, I don't know, eight hours a week or three hours a week or 20 hours a week or whatever it was. And then I got that experience and I got to help and I got to contribute and I got to learn stuff. That's like mostly how I did it. But like some days were really long. Like yeah. when I was running company as I was working a hundred hours a week, like pretty typically yeah. like 80 to hundred. Like I just never saw my roommates. It was hilarious. I like moved in this new house and I just never saw them because I was never home. Yeah. But like I would do one job from like 5 a.m. to like 9 a.m. And then drive and teach. I taught at a community college. I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot. About I would drive that. and teach uh, from like eleven to four or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I would do something else from like five to ten, and then I would just repeat, <laughs> roughly. Are you glad you did that? Like constant back to back to back stuff. I mean, I wasn't doing anything that felt like I needed to do it. Right? I wasn't doing anything for money, so it was all mm-hmm. for like my enjoyment, really. And so it was fine because I liked what I was doing. You know, Mm -hmm. there were some days where I was like, oh man, this is going to be like an early day or like I haven't slept much in a week or like whatever it was, but it wasn't bad. And then when I was like running my own company, like for like the majority of my time, I made my own schedule, Mm -hmm. which was great. I did whatever I wanted. Yep. Like me and my co-founder would go to the gym at 6 a.m. and we would climb for like three hours before we started working just because we had and we were just like we were productive but we didn't have any of that like we're gonna be here nine to five or like we're gonna get 16 hours of work done every day or like whatever like we just had work that we needed to get done and that just took however we long it needed mm-hmm. like we would stay up until 2 a.m preparing for pitches like that would happen yeah. on occasion and so like i'm much more a proponent of just doing what needs to get done 
in whatever time frame that takes you. Would you say like, were there ever times where you were like, oh, I really want to do this and I really want to do this? Like where you were at like a major crossroads, but did you pick both? Did you pick one or the other? How did you go about that? Yeah, I definitely had some of that. I think usually I picked both in the same sense of like, just letting people know what I was capable of. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is my time. Like take it or leave it basically. Like I want to do this and I want to contribute, but like I only have between five and 10. I don't know, like whatever it was. And most of the time they're like, yep, that works great, which is great. And if you're starting trying to start something, you can do that at any time of the day. So like that works. That's the other thing people forget. Like in order to run your own business, you don't need to have like eight hours a day. Like you were saying, like I started my business working full-time, full overtime, I'm actually going to say as a waitress. And I still, I stored away like little 15 minute, one hour chunks, an hour and a half. Oh, I have a day off. Great. I can work a few hours on this. And like, and it just, it adds up like those 15 minute chunks, they go a long way in the long run. So if you have like those that like, like, Oh God, I want to do both these things. Maybe it's like, I want to, you know, stay at my current day job in order to make money to go after the thing I want to do. Like you can do both. People forget that. Do I think that like, there's a way of spreading yourself too thin 100%, but it's like you were saying, that's when you are over committing. That's when you're, you're, you're saying, I'm going to do this. And it's way too high for the amount of time or value that you have to bring. Like, yeah, you need to be realistic with yourself on like what you can do. And if you have kids, like that changes things a lot. Oh God. Yeah. But like, it's all about priorities, right? Like, yeah, you might need to tell your friends that like, I'm not going to go out this Friday mm-hmm. because I'm working on a company. Like that happened yep. a lot, you know, or it's like, no, I have this deadline or I have X, Y, Z or like whatever. But if you want to start a company, like it takes work. If you're only working 40 hours a week, this is going to sound bad. But if you're only working a full-time job, like you have a lot of time that you can devote to making a company. If that's what you want to spend your time mm-hmm. doing. I love that you, you put don't that have at to the be, end. Like, like if you, if that is what you want to spend your time doing, like, I love that because we, goodness, truck outside. Sorry for anyone listening. If you hear beeping, but the, we literally, our days are made of the things we want them to, or we make high priorities of the, like, literally, I, I like to use this example. If you were going about your day, you were like, oh my God, my day is so busy today. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's like so packed. I'm so stressed, but your phone breaks you're going to find the opportunity, that two minute window that you have to go to the Apple store, whatever store to go fix it because it's a high priority. We make things that are like anything that is not a high priority. You're not going to have high on your list. So like, for instance, I always make sure that my evenings are free. Like that is my time to be with my partner. Like that is a really high value of mine, like to be able to have that time away with them. But like, during the day, I make really specific chunks of time for my business, for the podcast, so on and so forth, because those are really high priorities. Word bomb. Yeah. And like chunk your time like that and then commit to that time. Mm. Bingo. You know, like that's what you need to do. And if you have a partner, you need to make them a priority. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) That has to happen. One of my, one of my friends is in med school. He's a first year and he's like, I know he's been like having some relationship problems a little mm. bit. And he's like, do you think I can do research? And I'm like, I mean, you can have research and not have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You can have a girlfriend and not do research, but you probably can't pull off both. Like at the same high level. Yeah. Right. 
Yep. And it's like 100%. people don't want to acknowledge that. And I think to some degree, they don't really like being in charge of their time in that way, right? They like being told what to do. They like being like, oh, I'm off at five. I can do whatever I want. But it's like, yeah. if you want to start a company, like you need to prioritize your time better. Yep. Because you can, you can always make time for whatever you want, but it's all yep. about what you want. If you want to start a company, do it. Get off your ass, <laughs> right? Like, unless you are like, unless you are truly working two full-time jobs and have kids and you're strapped, like which people are like, don't get me wrong. Definitely. You have time. Yeah. You just make excuses for your time. If you're watching any amount of TV, you have yep. time to start yep. a company. I love it is immediately followed by, like, but that's my time to unwind. That's my time to feel like a human again. Totally. I want to say to people though, if you are working on something that you're passionate about, that you feel fully invested in, fully fulfilled by, that TV does not even cut it. Cut it no way. compared to your passion project fulfillment project whatever you want to call it like like totally literally agree. oh my god it people people get so stressed out i i like to look at it this way and there's a whole podcast episode on it it's called the rpm podcast or how to get your goals something like that it's a whole podcast on how to break down a goal but little crash course like the only way you the only thing you need to attack the goal is what the goal is you need to know exactly what you want you need to know why you want it. This is the step everyone skips over because they're like, oh God, yeah, I know, I know why, it's fine. And then they quit on it a week later. You need to know exactly why you are the person who is put on this planet to do it. You know who it's gonna benefit, who around you is gonna be inspired, so on and so forth. And then have three things, just three things that you can do in one sitting, three action items that will get you closer to that goal that you can do in one sitting. That is all you need. There, there's your magic pill. Like that's it. Totally. And then the more things that you do, things that you can do in one sitting, the clearer you're going to get on what the next thing is and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So on and so forth. Yeah. And like these passion projects should be passion projects. Like, yes. They should like fire you up. Like mm -hmm. I remember, for instance, I was starting this for the first company, the law, the law company. And we were working like super hard. And my business partner like looked up and he was like, oh man, Mad Max is playing today in like 20 minutes at the theater you want to go and i was like it's like 6 p.m he's like yeah let's go so we like ran over to the theater watched mad max it was awesome i don't know if you've seen that movie but it like fired us up uh -huh. it was it's a ridiculous movie but we were in a good mood i don't know it fired us up we went back to the office and just cranked until like mm -hmm. three or four in the morning just because we were like on it like we were like this is gonna happen like blah 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 like it should be that stoked right like yep. you need to be stoked about what you're doing if you're not like Something's wrong. Yep. It doesn't mean your idea is bad, but maybe you need somebody to do it with or like a different person to do it with mm -hmm. or a better person to do it with. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, I hate doing projects alone. So like I always have business partners because yep. I just like people. And then <laughs> you get to be excited together. <laughs> yep. It's easy way to, better. it's nice to have someone to bounce ideas off of. That's why I, I mean, I'm, I'm in business currently by myself other than my, my VA, but like, I always have a business coach. Like I need someone to bounce stuff off of like totally consistently. And that's when like the times in my business where I have not had a business coach is when I plateaued the most. And when I felt the most, like you were just saying, not inspired, not excited. And like, almost like, Oh God, is, am I really the person to be doing this? When I have a business coach, when I have someone to bounce that shit off of, I am like, like, move bitches, get out of the way. I'm on my way to success. 100%. Like my version, but like it, literally 
just having it, it goes back to what we were saying at the very beginning of this conversation, who you spend your time with freaking matters. And if you don't have that with you, like I, and I even look at it, like who I spend my time with might look like my podcasts, like the people I listen to on audiobooks. It might look like people I listen to on YouTube. Like it doesn't have to be a real granular person in front of you. It can be someone who is speaking at you, quote unquote, but like, totally it, Oh my goodness. 100%. And I will say like, if you have a business partner or not, like you should get a business coach. Yes. And a personal coach. Yes. If you I always have two. I always have like, two every time. Yeah. If you can, if you can afford that, like it will pay off. Yep. For sure. Literally. Yeah. I, I was at a, um, I was listening in on a business conference. I wasn't at it. It was virtual, but, um, the, the speaker was saying, the number one reason why businesses fail is the mindset of the CEO. And For sure. every, and it's like, literally I heard that and I was like, that's why this shit's important. Like, because I've seen my clients and like, when I say CEO, I don't mean like CEO of a multi-billion dollar company. I am a CEO because I am the person who I'm the CEO and founder of my life coach Baker business. But like, totally. it doesn't have to be anything like super big, but your mindset is what trickles down the whole company and company yeah. meaning people or projects or whatever or launches, whatever that looks like. Your mindset is the like, what, Oh God, what's the powerhouse of the cell doctor? Tell me. The mitochondria. Thank you. <laughs> the, it, your mindset is the mitochondria of your business. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, like you, like having a good business coach, having anybody really, if you have a mentor that counts, like, Mm -hmm. Somebody you can bounce ideas off of is super, super valuable. 100%. And yeah. for someone to be like, that's a, that's a great idea. How do we make that happen? That second right. question is Or like is just so whittle important. down your idea. Like, yes. oh, you have this idea? Like, how do we get that to like something you can do though? Yep. Like right now. Yep. Or like <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I could talk to you for hours. I know it's now at an hour and a half, <laughs> but- um, for anyone who's listening, I don't want this to go on for too, too long. So thank you for anyone who's listened to the end. That's so great. Michael, uh, who are you? Where can they find you? Instagram, anywhere, med school, future. Yeah. I nuked most of my like social media things for the most part, but you can find me on Instagram at upside down adventures. He posts That's my personal, like random upside down nonsense. It's so fun. It's You'll post fun. like, like uh, photos of like you doing handstands in the most random ass places. Like I'm talking like on top of cliffs in like the like areas of Hawaii. And I'm just like, you terrify me, but it's very, very cool. So highly recommend. Yeah. To be clear, I started that after I was doing handstands already. My friend was just like, you already take all these pictures. Like, why don't you start an Instagram? And I was like, oh, okay. That sounds good. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so that's like the only thing I do. Um, I'm trying to figure out to where again, I don't really like it. I don't think, but I'm on there mm -hmm. at Michael head J I think. <laughs> uh, pretty sure pretty love sure that's that. me love that um but yeah you know reach out it's fun mm -hmm. i do some coaching if you think i could be helpful that's awesome. me i'm in med school most of the time i'm most just studying away god i'm still doing side projects but of course because it's you you have to do 10 million yeah, yeah, things yeah. i need i need like i need my business world to to make me happy oh my goodness well okay you can't just I wanna... be in the books all the time I want to leave on, on one question that I wanted to ask you, and I don't think I wrote this down, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Do it. Why doc, like why med school? Yeah. I mean, that's like a super, super hard and good question. I think for anybody, um, the true answer, it's a terrible answer is like, it's a calling more than anything else. Mm -hmm. But I think really 
doing medicine, like I was a fire medic, I like worked in the ER, like that really gave me a lot of fulfillment that I didn't get elsewhere in my life. And so uh, doing that and being able to see people at like their most vulnerable is super cool and like such a big privilege to have as like somebody in the medical field. And I just wanted more information to be able to treat people more thoroughly, mostly. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just like, what I know now, like, isn't enough. And so I decided to make the jump into med school. And most of my friends in business thought I was insane. They were like, you're going to spend how much money and like lose out on all this other money and stop doing business to like go to medical school for the next like 10 years. What are you thinking? And still I'm like, I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, but for the most part, like it's really, it's really nice and fulfilling to be with patients and to know that you can help them and to give them comfort and to, you know, bring them some completeness into whatever they're doing in their life. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's, I think mostly the answer. I think it is a certainty that I will be in business yeah. at some level and be a doctor. Honestly, I think medicine is too slow. Like I'm one of those people that thinks like it's much better to create something that you can help a bunch of people at once instead of just like one person at a time. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what I'm going to keep doing. But it's also really valuable to me personally and for those people to like have one-on-one -on -one interactions and like take care of patients. So I don't know what I'm gonna end up doing, but I'm interested in like wearable tech. I'm interested in like changing the healthcare. I'm like doing a whole bunch of healthcare policy right now, like trying to change policy. So. I just wanna say for anyone listening, you got Michael Head before he gives his first TED talk. Like this is like such a treat. Like I feel like you're one of those people who I'm like, you're going to give a TED talk. You might win a Pulitzer Prize. You might win like, you know, like all these, like you're, you're just such a mind and such a genius. Like I'm going to, I'm going to use that. Like, I, <laughs> Thanks. I don't think so, but sure. I do <laughs> like after like seeing you for the last 26 years of my breathing life, like go from like, you know, like you did this and then 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 this, and now you're doing all these things, but they're all things that you're so passionate about helping other people with is so inspiring and I know people listening to this are just going to feel so inspired also by hearing that. And like, you yeah, I mean, can... that's my deal. Just do things that are passionate about. Do the... that. Stamp. That's the title. <laughs> like, uh, I did You're have gonna to die anyways. Have fun. <laughs> Thank you for coming to this motivational podcast. <laughs> exactly. yeah, right. But I have two questions for you, two segments that we do with every guest. And that is totally. how did you get in your own way this week? And what is a small goal we're celebrating? I mean, small goal as I finished an exam this morning and it went really well. So I'll celebrate check that. that one off the list. <laughs> Moving on. How did I get in my way? I almost didn't work out yesterday. Why? But I did because I was lazy. I had like a super lazy day yesterday. I was pretty burned out from studying. It like, it was a struggle to get through all the material that I wanted to get through before the exam today. That happens. We have like crazy amounts of things to learn. I'm still very impressed with like all the doctors and their current knowledge. I'm like, how do you still remember this? And I'm like, oh, I, I now see because it's just a ridiculous amount of volume and you have to. Oh my God. And yet you're still like, I'm going to start a business <laughs> or do some business stuff. I'm not going to start any business right now, but that's I will fair. help people start businesses. That's, that's easier on my end and more fun, honestly. So. That's fair. That's super fair. <laughs> Michael, thank you so much for coming on today. I so appreciate yeah. it. This was such this is more. so fun. It's been a yes, while. please. Wow. So good and so fun. It was so fun to just shoot the shit and talk to him. So, before we wrap up today, here are some major takeaways. Number 1, prioritize what you love doing rather than making money. Number 2, 
Take your massive idea and scale it down into one problem. Solve that problem and find someone who will benefit from it. Number three, your morning routine is yours. It'll be at your time of day. Everyone's looks different. Find what works for you. Number four, when you do something you love and you go all in, people are always willing to give you more credit than you give yourself. Number five, say yes to the things you love. Remember, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. You don't have to overcommit though. Tell them what you can give and do it. Number six, don't take the first no as an answer. Persistence, persistence, go after the things you love. Number seven, being busy and being productive are not two in the same. That was oh such a good takeaway. Number eight, the magic pill, it don't exist. Number nine, don't force yourself to overwork. Find your productive hours and utilize them. And number 10, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. You guys, thank you so much for coming to today's episode. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a friend. Share it on social. And if you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast, please go ahead and do so. It helps us so much to get this word out there to more and more people. And I cannot tell you what it means to me to read those beautiful comments. So if you have not done so, please rate and review the podcast. Share it with a friend. Share it on social. Let's get the word out there. I love you guys so much. Have an amazing day. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Now, please take a moment to either rate the podcast five stars, write a little love note in the comments, or share it on social and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I mean, heck, you're an achiever. Why not do all three? It helps so much to get the word out there. Now go, take the leap, and achieve your dreams. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.